Welcome to Hair Uncut. I'm your host, Kelly Gorsuch. This is a podcast dedicated to looking at the hair trade from a top flight perspective. Follow along while we explore it through open and honest discussion. I really wanted to talk about some some strange stuff today, right? Um, you know, the feelings, the feelings about ownership and, and why you get into it and what you're trying to achieve. Right now, just I'm I'm kind of I'm getting ready for my vacation. I don't really I don't really take a lot of vacation, so I'm getting a little bit antsy. I don't really like it. It's not my thing. I don't like to take vacation because the whole time I'm there, all I'm doing is thinking about stuff. And then I have less control to create anything. I like to create things. I like to do things. I like to make things. So this makes it a little more difficult when I'm away on vacation. But you know, I got a kid now. That dude's so fun to watch laugh. Uh, and I've mean, had a kid now. I've had a kid for a decade now. Uh, he's getting a little bigger, and it's just it's just so fun. So I've had to learn to take uh, some some vacation and some uh, time off just to enjoy life here. In the last few years, I don't really take a lot of long vacations. It's not ever been something I've been great at, uh, but. I'm doing it. I'm excited about it. I'm getting I'm getting with it. it. This is one of those times where I get to stop and do a lot of thinking, so I appreciate that. I'm getting excited about finally getting back out into the uh, hairdressing world. I got a trip at the end of the month. I don't talk anymore. I'm not giving any talks at any of this stuff, um, so that's kind of cool. I don't have that kind of stress on me, and it's, it's just purely for fun. I'm going out. I'm not, I don't know what what I'm going to end up at, but I'm going to the Cosmoprof show that's basically for distributors and owners and that sort of stuff. And then at the same time, Naha and stuff is, is happening. I don't know if I'll end up there. I don't really like competitions. It's not really my thing. Uh, I'm, I'm not always crazy about it. I'm not always crazy about that segment of our industry, but I do end up hanging out with a lot of friends and I don't know where I'll end up. So I don't want to say what I'm doing and what I'm not doing. I don't know. But if you uh, if you see me there, I'm a ginger. I do not have a big beard at this moment. <laughs> but come up and say hi and say what's up. I, I, I love meeting people. I'm a little bit awkward when I don't know you. It, don't take offense. <laughs> I'm, I'm way easier if I'm around a bunch of people I know. <laughs> It just is what it is. Or if you come up to me like three or four people, that makes it more comfortable weirdly. I don't know why. Um, but one-on-one, and I don't know you, I'm a little awkward, but I enjoy it. So don't take, uh, don't, don't, feel, don't feel weird about my, my awkward uh, stage. But say hi. I'm really looking forward to it. So I'm, I'm stoked to go. Uh, I, I love going to these shows. I love uh, especially the distributor show because I get to see kind of behind the scenes of our industry a bit. And and I'm I'm quite anonymous at these things, so uh, I really enjoy it. Um, I just can kind of be in the cut, and I get to see a lot of people um, that I know and love. And I'm looking forward to. I've already touched base with the hair nerds. Looking forward to uh, hanging out uh, <laughs> with those guys. Uh, we always have a we always have a ball. Um, <laughs> So I'm looking forward to that. Um, Vegas is always crazy. I get to I get to check raise some people at the poker tables, whatnot. Um, so we'll see what happens. I'm looking. I got some. I got an agenda. So I got a lot of work to do during the day. Got I'm there for three days. That's a long day to be walking floors. 
so I've got an agenda. I've got a long list of stuff I want to take care of. And then I'm just happy to get out and meet people. I always get to meet a lot of strange people at these things, uh, which is it, which is kind of fun. I'm kind of a normal hairdresser. I'm not like a weird, like I'm not, I don't walk around with like witch hats and stuff like that with long beards. I don't, I don't do any of that. Like that's not my thing. I've always kind of felt like it was it was just better to be the part than act the part. So I'm kind of kind of incognito a lot of times. I change my look a lot of times. I will be the guy that just looks normal. <laughs> so come say hi uh, if you can. Just text me ahead of time. Say what's up. I'll let's go get coffee. I love coffee. I'll drink it five to ten times a day. Let's go get coffee. I usually make my own coffee. I don't really drink Starbucks. I go there maybe maybe once a year on average. <laughs> I get a coffee outside of the outside of the home. I'm super stoked about it, but hit me up. Let's have coffee. You want to talk, whatever. You know, just get to know some people. That would be stoked. That's what I'm in it for. That's what I love. I'm glad you guys are listening. Uh, it makes me excited to get on here. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm just stoked, man. This industry is so dope right now. Uh, yeah, there's some, there's some trouble. There's some stuff we need to work on, but of course, there's always going to be something you need to work on, but I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm creating more than I ever have in my life. I love that piece. I'm trying to get it all out of my mind before I walk away. I don't know if that's five years from now. I don't know if it's two years. I don't know if it's 10 years, but I'm going to get everything I can out of my head before I walk away. Uh, one of the big parts of this podcast for me is cause I don't want to sit down and write a book. <laughs> I don't have I don't have it in me. Maybe I'll have somebody like go back and listen to all my podcasts and write a book for me. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, 100% I'm not sitting down to write a book. <laughs> so 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 if you're a ghostwriter and you want to and you want to do this, you want to come pick my mind, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'll tell you my childhood. I'll tell you uh I'll uh, I'm very I'm an open book. You can you know, I've had some, I've had some people write dissertations on me in the past. I've, I've been written about in three or four books now. Um, some nonfiction, some fiction. It's kind of a strange, it's kind of a strange being me. Um, uh, a couple of those are dating books, by the way, which is kind of hilarious. I get, I get, I get trounced in some of these things. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I don't know. I don't always believe what they say. This is the thing about books is it's it's all coming out of someone's mind and they got to embellish a little bit to sell these things right so don't always believe what you read in books now um take them with a grain of salt so i'm an open book though i don't really like to lie i like to talk about stuff i like to i like to just be honest you know like uh you only get one of these things and all we have is our integrity right and and that's the way i feel and honestly the like that's kind of the way I approach my salons. It's like, you only get one of these things. You don't need to add fluff. They are what they are. They're nothing more than they are. Just get out there and figure it out and figure out, you know, like they like to say, like, know your why, right? I don't really love that because it's like so gimmicky, but whatever. You do have to understand what you're doing it for. When I was doing it, it was kind of this eye on growth and I was like young and I felt like, I don't even know. I didn't even want to open a salon. I, I talked about this on a previous episode. Uh, I'm, I wasn't, I got talked into it. I got talked into it. I didn't want to do it. I was, I was educating. I was happy. Like I loved educating. Like that's, that's always been my happy place. I've been training apprentices since I was in my teens and I've never not had one which is wild. Even when someone else was paying for them to be trained, I've never not had one. Uh, and I've never once got paid to train anybody. 
Uh, I, I never got paid anywhere across the board. Uh, I even talked about monetizing the stuff that you enjoy. Like that's one of those things for me. It's like, I don't like to monetize it because the second you monetize it, people take it for granted. They stop. The thing that is interesting about training is it's an honor. It's an honor to train people and like pass on a trade from one generation to the next. Like it's like I take an honor in it. I'm just happy that like people will know and get better with time. Right. I like I'm I'm happy being a small part in a cog and in a wheel. I'm a, happy being a spoke in a wheel. Right. Like I'm, I'm just I'm I don't need to be everything. Right. When I named the salon, I named it because I, I don't it is not about me. Right. So when I got going and I worked for other people and they made it all about them, it's like I was just trying to make businesses that weren't about me. I just wanted them to be bigger than me. Right. Like why? why I don't understand why I do it. Why do it if it's about you? Like, there just isn't enough money in it for that to make sense, right? Because sooner or later, you're going to age, you're going to retire, and it's over, right? If you made the whole thing about you, it can't live on without you. Like, one of the things I've always wanted to do was build these things to where I can walk away and pass it on to somebody. You know, that's like... You're building something bigger than you that could be passed on. It's uh, evergreen, you know. It's gonna it's gonna survive without you, and that was kind of always my take, and that was my my reason for uh, my perspective on the on the business. And then I wanted it to be purely about education. I worked in all these salons, all these salons that were, let's say there was ten people in there, eight of them were okay, or six of them were okay. Two of them are really, two to four were really bad, <laughs> you know, like, and then there was one, maybe two rock stars, right? I, I know my math isn't adding up. I'm a, I'm a hairdresser. Definitely, like, it, it was just, like, so weighted in the wrong direction, right? And it wasn't like these people, it wasn't like there was a culture of people getting better, right? So, for when I opened my business, it was about a culture of, I don't want weak links on the floor. I don't need, I to this day, I mean, I really wanted everyone to be world-class. I did. Now I'm kind of like, you just can't have a salon full of world-class people because it, it, it's not a recipe for healthy living. They, they get too competitive. They get really catty. You get like, it, they, they're too, they don't, they forget that other people do just aren't born with this and they don't give them time to develop, right? It just gets really oppressive. So I don't really like that. Like, that's not something I've ever done. Like I train people and then I understand that they've got a two or three year game to like learn and get better. Like they just can't be top flight day one. It takes time. It takes hours. And the problem is that like when you build a salon where everyone's a star or everyone's world-class or things are world-class, right? You start to get this thing where it's like they expect everyone else to to like hit the ground as world class. And that's just not possible. You're just putting too much demand on people. And then you get this thing where you like start to lose empathy, right? You start to like treat them as if they're, they're less than. And I hate that. Like this whole industry is about building people up. Like I understand that there are different levels to this game, right? I don't really love the fact that like someone gets into this industry and then all the education uh, stops, 
right? Like, and I don't care what level of the game you're at. That irritates me all the way across the board. But if you're in this industry and you're trying to get better, I'm for it. I'm with you. I'm, I'm there. I'm there to help you contact me. I will help. I'm all about that. Honestly, a lot of the reason why I'm doing so many like haircutting videos and, and podcasts and whatnot is because I want to leave this information behind. If people use it, they use it. I'm not, I'm not trying to get famous. I'm not trying to make money as an influencer or, uh, as a, a YouTuber. I'm not trying to make money like that. Like I don't need that money. So I'm just putting the information out and then like I let, I let people figure it out on their own. Like that's not my thing. I'm not going to sit here and figure out how to become a great advertiser. I'm not built like that. Like I'm built to create. I'm not built to sell myself. Like this is why artists have agents. Like I don't have that. Eventually when I put a, a, enough stuff out, maybe I'll hire somebody for a year or two just to push it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the future holds. I have no clue. I'm like flying by the seat of my pants like the rest of y'all. This is, From day one in this industry, I've been trying to build something bigger than me for other people. We're all in this together. You have t- five people in the salon building two people up. Then you have seven people building two or three people up. Then you have 10 people building four people up. And at one point, I had like 14 apprentices. You know, you got like 100 people building 14 people up. Or whatever. Like, I mean, it was probably more than that, right? That is the piece that I was in it for. I was really in it for the training. And sooner or later, it became like everybody wanted me to just kind of concentrate more on daily operation. And then I hated the business. I hated it. I'm not for it. I hate it. Look, it's not hard to go over and just relay information to people and tell them like what it takes to be an upscale salon. That's not hard. The problem for me is saying it over and over and over for a 25-year period, right? That just gets to a point where it's like, nah, I've kind of, that's kind of run its course. (laughs) And I was really good at that. I was really good at just relaying information, not getting mad at people, right? Like telling people constantly. I always had this saying where I said, um, you know, about the time you get tired of telling people, that's about when they start to listen. Right. And I can't tell you like Danny Meyer says something um, about this in his book, setting the table, setting the table. And he talks about moving the salt. He was like, it's people's job to kind of get out of line. And it's your job to constantly nudge them back into exactly where you want them to be. Right. And if you take that kind of thing, you don't have to grow with this anger. And so weirdly, I never got this like super, I mean, I was annoyed at times for sure, but like, I never got this anger about running the business. Even some of my staff used to get, like they would get angry. Like, you know, most people don't want to go over and like manage someone until they're mad enough to, to say something. And I always felt like that was wrong. Like, why don't you just go say it before anyone's upset? Right. It's for most people, in my opinion, most people want to do very well at their jobs. They want to be good at their jobs. Maybe they care less than others. Maybe. But most people want to be good at their jobs. So you got to like let them know how to do it. Sometimes that's constantly reminding them of the same exact thing over and over and over. And I will tell you, I get annoyed by it as well. I'm not like... I'm not like uh, some crazy like guru here that's like 
namaste. No, I get annoyed by it too, but I just constantly go over, I give them the side hug and I'm like, hey, take your elbow off the desk when you're talking to clients. Right. And just like constant little nudges about how I want people to act. Hey, look them in the eye when you're talking to them. Hey, get off the phone. If there's a guest standing in front of you, like they're more important than the person sitting in their house on their couch, like talking to you on the phone. Right. Like the guest at the guest in their office who's comfortable in their chair does not matter to to me as much as the person right in front of me. Like just reminding people what's important. And you're thinking about this constantly. Right. Like there's always this thing in the salon that I got a kick out of. It was like people would come over to me and they would be like, you know, um, have you ever thought of? And I'd be like, yeah, dude, I don't care what comes out of your mouth next. The answer is yes. (laughs) Right? Like I've been in this industry for two decades. You think you're the first person that thought about a cancellation policy? Like, get out of here with this. This is like something that people, and I wish I could go back to being young because I always felt like old people never thought about anything. And now that I'm old, I'm like, oh, they thought about everything. (laughs) Right. And it's like, it's just like some things are like less of a big deal. As you age, you start to go, not every little tiny thing is a big deal. It's more important from a global perspective. So you, you get that wisdom with age. Like people always say, um, like youth is wasted. Youth is wasted on the young. And, and I always kind of go, yeah, like in wisdom is uh, wisdom is wasted on the old <laughs> because no one will like the youth don't listen to you. <laughs> right. It's like when I was younger, I, I was blessed. I grew up with my grandfather, so I never had this. I've always loved old people. Most of, I have a lot of friends that are like much, much older than me um, to this day. I have my whole life. I've had older friends than me and much older friends than me. And I listen because like they have a wealth of knowledge and I and I accept that right and like they're not they're not over the hill they're not confused they're not they're not like uh just old folks they're they get it they understand they understand in a way that you could never understand it's as simple as that you don't have the life experience all life all wisdom is is life experience that's it The reason why when you're young, you can't learn anything is because you haven't experienced it, right? I can tell you, I can tell you exactly what your options are. Like if you were young and you were going through something and I sat you down and I said, A does this, B does this, and C does this. And then I told you A is the best decision, B is like a mediocre decision, and C is the worst decision possible. I can tell you that you're going, and and A is always going to be the hardest thing to do. Right. But something about when you're young, you think you can cut corners. You're always going to pick C. You're always going to pick worst decision possible. Why? Because it's just natural. You have to learn by experience. This is why we all go through these traumatic youths. You know, you all, if you're not listening to people and you're not learning and you're going through this like knuckleheaded youth thing that I, I certainly went through, right? Like, it just is what it is. But the thing here is like, there's something about being older and, and where you're just like, I don't feel the need to correct you anymore. Like I used to feel the need to try to help. I don't feel the need to help because they always make the worst decision possible. Like one of the things I always get a kick out of in the salon is like people would come to me for like relationship advice and then they never take it. (laughs) I'm always like, 
why, why would you even open this up to the group or open it up to me or anyone if you're not going to take it anyway? And so at a certain point, I was just like, you know what? It, it really is. You need to experience these things on your own. You need to go through them. That's how you learn. That's how you develop. Uh, so I just stopped. I stopped giving the advice. I mean, every once in a while, I'll like say something. No one ever listens. They never listen. And that's okay. And it's the same thing like every day in the salon. It's like you have to do these things. You have to understand the direction of the business. They don't always have to get it. Okay, like you have to be the one that gets it. And if you're young out there and you're listening to this, that's what your owner is doing. And that's the piece you can't understand. And you have to give them some respect for it. It's because they're making a lot of decisions based on a team, a village, a community, a tribe. And you're making decisions and your thought process is 100% based on your circumstance. The problem with business ownership and leadership and management is you have to make the best decision for the group. And a lot of times that is not the best. Well, first of all, a lot of times, even though you think it's the best decision for you, it's not. You're just not, you're not experienced enough to understand the pros and cons of it, right? So they're the managers and the owners are making the best decision for you. Like a lot of times, like, for, like, for example, let's just g give a, for example, uh, cancellation policies, right? Like this is a very hotly debated thing in all of my salons. And I just have to tell you, like they're built, like they're built to hurt you. Uh, I, I'm not going to go real deep into this, but I can tell you that on an individual basis, most of the time, the ideas they come up with, they're going to hurt you. They're not helping you. They're not helping the business and they're not helping the guest. All right. Things are going to happen. You miss appointments. Hell, you guys miss work. Okay. So at the end of the day, you got to have, you have to chill. You're talking about 11 to 12 people a day. A lot of times you're going to lose one or two people a day. It's the numbers of the game. You make up for it in price, right? That's the only way to get past it. I'm not going to go super deep. And I will, I will do an episode on this. I'm, that's why I'm not going to go super deep onto it. But you have to understand there's a bigger game. The owners, the managers, everyone have to stay their course. They have to do what's right for the business, right? For the group, for the tribe, for the village, for the, for the whatever you want to call it, right? You have to understand it's a small community and they're doing what what they think is right. And they have to stay, you have to stay the course on this. I can't, I'm get, I get so like worked up when I talk about this. It's like, you can't start to give in. You have to build businesses that you know your why. You know why you did it. And don't do it if you're just gonna, you're just like, I wanna be the owner. That's not enough. It's not enough. You're not helping anyone. Just don't do it. Go work for someone else. Be someone's number two. That's okay. Be good at your job. Make someone else some money. You're gonna make they're gonna make you some money. You're gonna make them some money. It's a it's a good relationship. But don't do it if you're not gonna do something that's gonna change things, right? If you're not gonna do better than the people that are in your community, right? You're not gonna own, you're not gonna uh, run a salon better than me because I give it all back. I give it all back. You can't run a salon better than that. I give it all back to them whatever. I I train everybody. I have lots of staff. I have like, you just can't do it any better than that. Like if you don't have, like if I had somebody like that at the time when I was thinking about becoming, I would have just worked for him. Right. Because I didn't want all this stress. Now I can't go back. I can't get rid of the stress. 
Now I've, I've, I've learned, I mean, I love to work, so it's a big part of who I am and what I want to do, but you got to understand. So a lot of people, you're not built for this. You're just not built for this stress and that's okay. I don't understand why we all have to be the guys who are leading the charge. There's just so many bad businesses in our industry. Like let some of these other guys get out of the way, just do hair, right? Like I would do anything to go back and just do hair and be somebody's number two. Um, I, I can't stress that enough. It's got to be okay. You can't feel like they're, that that's the only end game. It's just not. Just do better for yourself and for your family. And, and like, you got to know why. If you're going to get into this, you got you to gotta know a reason why you're in it. You got to know a reason what drives you because I'm going to tell you it gets really difficult just to to run a business over time. The first couple years, they're a lot of fun. Honeymoon period. It's a lot of fun. But after that, you wake up and you're like, people hate what you're doing, right? And you have to be able to go, I don't care. I'm doing it for the group. I know a couple of you are going to hate this and you're going to move on and that's great. But at the end of the day, I'm not making decisions for you. I'm making it based on the whole. And you have to understand that. And I know that's tough to wrap your head around, but you got to do it. Guys, thanks for listening in. Really appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for taking the time to care about the industry. It, It matters more now than it ever has before. Please review this podcast if you're so inclined. And if you like the content and the information that we shared today, please take it, make it your own, distill it, skill up, and whatever you do. Please take the time to pass it on to the next generation.